The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 225. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. Richard Ryerson here. Thanks, as always, to tuning into the show. If you're finding some value in Dose of Leadership and all this great free content, all these great interviews, conversations with leadership experts, thought leaders, military leaders, faith-based leaders, and I ask you to take the time to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, whatever your Android or Apple device, whatever you use, find the appropriate podcast app and subscribe to this podcast. It helps so much for the visibility in that busy, crazy world and ever-crowding world of podcasts out there. It's so great if you can subscribe and leave a rating and review. It keeps us front and center and keeps us in front of mind to all the brand new listeners out there who are finding podcasts every single day. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for all the emails that I get, all the great words of encouragement. Also, I'd like to hear where you're at in your leadership journey. I answer every single email, even if it takes me a while. I promise you I'll get back to you. And again, just drop me a line. Let me know where you're at. If you're interested in coaching and leadership, if you ever thought about it, I always offer free sessions. You can learn more and sign up for a free coaching session just by contacting me. Go to my website, fill out the contact form, tell me you're interested in free coaching, and I will send you a link where you can book a time where we can sit down for 30 minutes to an hour and talk about your leadership growth journey and uh, what my coaching offerings are all about. Again, no risk, no deep, no harm, and no foul, and uh, just let me know if you're interested in that. Great episode today. Joshua Dorkin. I always like talking to entrepreneurs. Joshua's a entrepreneur, web designer, real estate investor, and he was a one-time realtor, and he founded and launched the largest real estate social social site, Bigger Pockets, in October 2004. He was not satisfied, and he talks about this in this episode, about all the online offerings of other real estate sites he came across to. He kind of was turned off by the get-rich-quick schemes that you see online and also on late-night TV, so he decided to build one himself, and his vision for the site and its future brought thousands of people to the site. It also brought people to financial freedom. And he's totally motivated by his ability to be able to change people's lives, which is what leadership is all about, right? How do you influence other people to take charge of their lives to better themselves? And Joshua is all about it. Bicker Pockets is a growing community of over 326,000 people. He's engaging. God, I can't believe these numbers. 1.4 million foreign posts, 850 articles, and 3,900 blogs, and he's consistently growing. His podcast is just amazing. It's outstanding. It's the number one real estate podcast on iTunes with an audience over 100,000 downloads a week. My gosh, if I could just have those numbers, it would be great. But Joshua is awesome. You're really going to love this conversation. We sat down for 30 to 40 minutes, and you're really going to enjoy listening to Joshua talk about life, leadership, and his community, Bigger Pockets, here on Dose of Leadership. 
Well, Josh, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So excited to have you on the show. Thanks, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, it's, I'm always excited talking to um, fellow podcasters, fellow entrepreneurs. I know there's a lot I can learn from you looking at your audience and your background. Let's you bring my audience up to speed. I mean, how did you come kind of Cliff Notes version to the point where you've got the Bigger Podcasts Pockets, Bigger Pockets podcast now and just give us a sense of how you got to where you're at today. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, really, really quickly, let's go back about 11 years. I was teaching special ed high school, fell into that long story. You can probably learn about it searching me. Um, teaching special ed and I had previously had a real estate license, so kind of got into the real estate world. Uh, my my brother had reached out and said, Josh, let's, you know, uh, I've been buying property and, and you should too. It's a great way to make money. And I was convinced. And so I, without any training or background or experience, decided I would go and buy some property. Well, you know, um, that's not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> buying property is a great idea. Buying property when you don't know anything is a very oh, bad man. idea. So I went and bought some property and realized that I needed to know more so I would stop bleeding and losing <laughs> all my money. Right. And, uh, and so I, I started looking out for um, places to find information. I can go to the store and magazines and so on and so forth and the internet um, or late night TV and find information about real estate investing. And I realized that the vast majority of the sources that, that existed at the time uh, I found to be unreliable. I didn't, and I found them unreliable, not because I knew better than the people who were telling me, but because I didn't trust the people who were, who were teaching it. And, and, um, I don't know, you know, I, I always tell people I'm the New Yorker. I've got, you know, we, we have this good BSO meter and we're good at BS too, but <laughs> we have this good BSO meter and we could kind of pick up when, when somebody may be a little less trustworthy. And I don't know, something about the, guys on TV with the babes and bikinis and the mansions <laughs> right. um, telling me that I too can be rich if I just went to their boot camp um, uh, didn't work for me. So I started this website um, really with the initial goal to help myself um, find people who can help me from screwing up. And, yeah. and so let's bring people together to answer Josh's questions was really the initial goal. <laughs> right, right. Completely selfish. Uh, totally, I'll admit it. It was totally selfish, but you know, I didn't realize it was going to be what it is today. And and so, um, little by little, I was working on it. You know, night weekends, and one day I realized, you know what, this thing is actually helping me. And the cool thing is, there's other people that are actually getting helped. Let me keep focus on this, focusing on it. And and a couple of years into it, while while still teaching, I I finally quit my job. And went full time to to trying to build this community, this you know, it's this world where people can come together and and you know find others who they could trust uh, to help them become successful. And um, you know, a bunch of years later, after really just slaving away at it, you know, it really started to finally become a successful uh, business venture as well. So, lots of years of slavitude. And, and finally, you know, that thing, you know, started to, to heat up and, and, um, you know, hiring and building and so on and so forth. But that, that's kind of the fast and dirty. You know what I love about that? And it's so true. I mean, I think it's kind of in so many aspects of life when you look at it. Here you were and the dream, I guess, what was the dream? Just real quickly, what was the dream, say, 20 years ago? Was it to be rich? Was it to have your own property, to be your own boss? What was it? 
well, so 20 years ago, I was, you know, I was just in college and the dream was to, you know, well, I don't know what your audience is, but it was to find lots of girls. Um, <laughs> ultimately, right around there, I, I became a stock trader after school. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to make money. You know, that yeah. was, you know, that's kind of a New York thing, I think, is like it's embedded in the culture of New York is, you know, money. You need lots of money to live and survive. And so it almost becomes, I think it is part of that culture. Um, ultimately, that started a shift over the years for me personally. Um with with the investing in real estate, it was really let let's find another medium for building wealth, and and so I started by property, hoping I'd make some money and maybe ultimately quit my job, um, but um, I, I I didn't think I was going to be some big magnate, though I certainly admired them and read the Forbes Fortune the Forbes uh, richest people list and all that stuff. Well, that's what I guess. That's my point. Is it's always fun to me. It's always fascinating. I think because I think a lot of us share that same journey, no matter what we're doing and, and whatever we're pursuing, whether entrepreneur or not. But it's funny how what you you start out thinking it's one thing, and as you find out and you say, "Hey, this is my passion. This is what kind of I'm sensing. This is what you're, you you've kind of found what your purpose is." But you found that other people that the or you started seeing the impact it was having on others and you've made that conscious choice to even dive even further and to kind of see where it goes. So it's kind of like it's just it's it's almost like everybody says I never knew where it was going to be end up. I had no idea I was going to be where I'm at today. Yeah. And, and I just find that kind of fascinating. But I mean it's kind of it's it's analogous to I think the leadership journey too. It's like you just kind of got to you got to dive in and see where it is. And, and the more that you started adding value to other people's lives, then the thing really started to blossom. I guess that's, that's kind of the observation that I'm seeing. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, well, because had it not impacted others, other people, um, and particularly for my journey, because, you know, the, the first bunch of years was a real struggle. I was working 80 to a hundred hours. I was, you know, I, I was, just hustling nonstop, just trying to kind of build this thing. And, and, you know, I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but I just, I saw it as something that I could make successful. I knew I could build this community into something cool. I didn't know how, I, how I would monetize it, but I knew it could keep growing and I could keep going there. Uh, the, um, you know, the challenge is when you're working that hard and you're not making a lot of money, your quote unquote lifestyle business is no longer affording you a lifestyle. And, and so I came to recognize that. And many, many times I'm thinking, oh man, I got to stop this. This is crazy. And I never stopped because I would keep getting those emails from people. Oh, Josh, this thing's changing my life. Oh my God, I just saved all this money. Or, oh my God, I just made, you know, a million bucks thanks to bigger pockets over the past three years. Oh, I, I can't thank you enough. And I'm thinking, how can I stop this? I can't, I can't quit on this. This, it, I can't. And, and, and so I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's a great, I can certainly relate to that. I mean, there've been many times I know in the podcast and thinking, Oh, what is anybody even listening? And then you'll get an email from somebody, you know, from someone from South Africa that says, Oh my gosh, this is what we do. We listen to your show and it changes your, and you're changing my life. And that certainly fills the emotional fuel tank is what I'm hearing you say. And that's kind of, it keeps you going. It's almost like, the muse, the angels, God puts that in front of you to say, keep doing what you're doing. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you can help people to help people or you can help people, you know, 
like go go give money to a homeless guy and make sure your buddy's sitting in the car next to you with a camera so you can put it on Twitter. Well, you're not helping them to help them. You're helping them so you can get you For know yourself, yeah. publicity about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I the value you know we're we make some money off the people who are successful, but we we really don't make our money based on other people's success. We make our money in a, in a whole manner. And, and so, you know, for me, it's in my interest to help people be successful because then they're going to help. They're going to recommend us. We're going to grow organically. And that's what's happened over the years is, you know, you help others and, you know, A, it feels good personally, but B, you know, depends on how you're doing it, but there's going to be um, other payoffs that, that come through. And, and, you know, wh- whether you're a religious person and you've got the religious beliefs that, you know, that's one way or, or, you know, you just kind of have a great day because you just, you know, helped buy a hamburger for a guy in the street, whatever it is you do. Um, you know, we all have our own reasons, I guess. So how do you define success these days? What is it to you? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I think we are, we are successful as a business. I believe, uh, we're profitable. Uh, we are helping, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people, uh, who visit our site. Um, so there, I am successful because I am impacting the world. Um, so that's probably one measure of success. The other is obviously, you know, we do have a profitable, profitable enterprise and we're growing three, our brand, you know, our visibility is growing. We're becoming kind of synonymous within the space, I, I think the question really is, you know, who's measuring and how are they measuring? But I, I think across the board, we're pretty successful. Uh, that said, you know, have we accomplished all that we've set out to on all those metrics? And the answer is n- not even close. That said, if I rewind back to 10 years, I've done a thousandfold what I thought I'd ever accomplish. So mm-hmm. I, I think depending on what you're doing, I, I'd say particularly when you're talking about uh, a business enterprise of some sort, you'll see the bar move a lot. And, and that is probably one of the most fun parts for me is, hey, we just hit this. Cool. Now let's go and, and up, it, up it and you know, up our goals and go crush the next metric. And if you're a fan of uh, this guy, Grant Cardone, who wrote the 10X rule, you just go 10X it. Um, uh, whatever that next goal is, but you know, we, 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 we like moving the bar and, and, and setting goals and breaking those barriers and, and, and hitting it. What do, I love that, that you talk about the business. What about personally for you from a personal growth perspective, how do you define your life as a success business aside? So life success, uh, I, I now famously talk about the, deathbed story, which is a good buddy of mine told me in high school and and I own this because it just made so much sense to me. Uh, I I try to live my life as, as if I'm looking back upon it sitting in my deathbed. So you're in your deathbed and you're looking back, you're like, all right, who's around you? Who's with you? You got your wife, your kids, you know, you're really, really close family and very, very close friends, right? At the end of the day, those are the people that matter the most. Uh, Everyone else matters because they all shape us, but they're, they're more cogs in the wheel. Um, and, and so looking back on your deathbed, sitting there and, and seeing these people around you, the measure of success for me is have I lived a good life in, in their eyes? Have I, have I done right by them? Have I, uh, 
Um, have I left some kind of legacy that they'd be proud of? And, and I, I think that's kind of the path that helps guide me to my own personal success. And, and so, um, you know, when I have decisions, whether personal or business, I try to evaluate it in that light. Hey, is this something I'm going to be able to sleep with? Am I going to be able to look at myself in the mirror tomorrow and say, hey, you know what? I sold out. I just did this because it's for money's sake. Or, you know, I've got three little kids, three little girls. And, you know, is this something my girls would be proud of? You know, would they uh, look at me and just you know, nod their heads in shame? Or, you know, would they be proud and excited and say, Daddy, you know, you fought the man or Daddy, you did a great job? Uh, that's that's how I guide my own success and that's how I judge myself. Yeah, it's that intentionality every day of kind of remembering or reminding yourself what your legacy is going to be. I think that's so critical, right? I mean, a lot of times people think, oh, who am I to say I'm going to leave a legacy? But it is that important. Almost it's an, it's an everyday ritual and everyday yeah. reminding of, of why you're put on this planet. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the legacy has to be like, you know, a, yeah, a name on a building. President. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's, you know... Again, it depends on, you know, are you religious? Are you not? Some kind of impact on the planet. And at the end of the day, we all impact other people. And so, you know, do I want to be the guy that people remember for treating people like dirt, for doing bad deals, for, you know, trying to, you know, steal stuff from other companies, do things? Or do I want to be the guy that's kind of being a leader, thus your show, um, you know, who's, who's, you know, standing tall, who's being brave, who's making tough decisions and, and who's doing great things to help impact themselves and other people. Who are the type of people you want to surround yourself with? You know, I find it so important that, you know, we, we are the, the kind of summation of what is the number the the five people or the eight people we're closest to. Who, who do you like to surround yourself with? Ooh, um, my family, my kids, outside of them. <laughs> um, I don't like anybody. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think that's changed a lot. And, and that's, that's been really interesting and eye opening for me be, because, you know, I, the people I would have spent time with 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it was about who, who am I having fun with? Who am I, you know, let's go have a beer and be silly and stupid. You know, today it's more, uh, I'm looking for people that um, I'm, I'm looking for people who who ha- are goal driven, people who are trying to 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 change the world. I think people who are trying to um, do outstanding and amazing things. People who are uh, leaders. Uh, you, you know, I I had a I've had a few epiphanies over the years with with friends and colleagues and connections and and. You know, in my heart, I have so much love for a lot of these people who've been a part of my life. Uh, but sometimes you 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 stop and have to kind of measure your relationships and say, "Oh, you know, these people that have been part of my life for so long are a drain on me." You know, <laughs> right. they they're not goal driven. You know, they're still and they're still doing X, Y, and Z. And I want to do A, B, and C. And there's not a match anymore. But there's this romanticism about. You know, they're my buddies. We're we're together forever, and and sometimes you kind of have to let that go, as scary as it is. And I've been kind of dealing with that for the past couple of years with some people, and and it's hard. But I, I want to be around people who are trying to do amazing things, and 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 you know, who are cultured and and interested, and in, you know, and 
building cool stuff. That's a great insight. You know, you, you actually hit it. That, that is so critical. You're absolutely right. As we grow and we're constantly growing and changing, their relationships change. And if people are, there's either two types of people, people that are giving you energy or they're taking it away from you. And um, you probably ought to get rid of the ones that are taking it away from you, as painful as that can be, right? Gosh, dang. I it's mean, really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And, and yeah, you know, either it, it's a blow up or it's a silent retreat. And <laughs> right. at, at some point, either way, probably there's going to be some kind of emotional yeah, right. battle, mm-hmm. you know, whether you don't see them for 20 years and then you run into them at a, at a reunion and it's like, you know, what the heck happened to you? You just, you know, walked off the planet and said, you know, middle finger to me, to me, why? Well, right. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's good insight. You, I, we've, I know we've talked about that with a couple people I know. And it's like, how do you, I think you said romanticism. You're right. You want to try to salvage as much as you can. And I guess um, at the same time, though, we're only here a short time and we got to make the most of it, right? So yeah. what is the dent you want to make in the universe? You said you want to be around people that you know are changing the world. What is the dent that you you want to make? I mean, you've already made one, but what right. what is the dent you want to make? See, that's a scary thing, I think. Uh, I, I, I think, again, the bar moves all the time. <laughs> so, right. you know, first it was I want to help one or two people. Then I want to help hundreds and thousands and millions. And now that we're doing that, you know, what, what's the next bar? I, yeah, I, I'd say today it, it's continue to help people be successful uh, financially, um, help them, you know, find that financial independence through, you know, through our platform and helping them in other ways. Um, I, I'd say above and beyond that, I, I'm one of these political junkies because I just straight up like helping people. Uh, I, I get some kind of joy in in helping people and I like solving problems. And, and so, I don't know, I, I think at some point down the line, I certainly uh, see myself getting into political realm a little bit in really? some way, shape or form uh, b- because I think... Um, it's a different kind of impact that you can have. And, and I, I like impacting people. I like being helpful. If there's, you know, is there some ego? Sure. Everybody's got an ego, but, but it's, it's not about that. Mostly, mostly it's, you know, there's some kind of personal fulfillment. I think that comes from knowing that you, you are the reason that something in this huge planet which, you know, if you look at the videos on Facebook, the, you know, the size of planet Earth to like the universe. Right. Is, it's amazing. Speck. Um, but, you know, I as a little tiny speck on a speck want to impact, you know, I, I, I want the butterfly effect. I want to affect uh, the way the world works. Yeah. Well, it's adding, like you said before, it's like adding value to people's lives. That is that is the definition of influence and leadership is, it, is you want to be impactful, you want to be influential, then pour your life into somebody else, something else beside yourself and yeah. your needs and your wants are going to be, get exponentially met. That's the way the universe works. I mean, yeah. I, it's easy to understand, difficult to put into play because of the ego, the courage, the authenticity that's involved, the vulnerability that's involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, it really is scary. And, and I mean, I, you're a military guy, so, you know, there's some paths, there's the military path where you, you know, certainly are taught leadership and, and there's, you know, it's, got a very distinct definition. You know, you're, you're, you've got people who are kind of, you know, they have to listen to you, right? You know, there's forced leadership, I guess. And then there's, you know, leadership, uh, by, 
uh, and and I'm thinking I'm the tip of my toes here, so I'm going a little slow. But you know, take a guy like a King, Dr. King, or a Gandhi. You know, these yeah, are guys who were not forced leaders. They're leaders who people followed because um, they were, you know, challenging a status quo, or they were doing something that had meaning to other people's lives. And and so, you know, that's vastly more challenging. Absolutely. Than being a force leader, you know, I can go get a middle management job at a company and have 20 people under underneath me. I'm a leader. Right. But, you know, are you really a leader or are you just a leader by design? There's a difference because you can be somebody's boss and not be a leader. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Positional leadership's only going to carry you this far. You know, it's only it's it's the. And that's the rub. That's real influential leadership demands a tremendous amount of sacrifice and love. I mean, that's at the heart of it. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can follow me because I have a rank on my shoulder because you have to and out of respect. But do you really respect me? And, and are you following me? Are you coming in on Saturday because you want to, because you're passionate about what we're doing and, and what we stand for? And you know me, you like me, you trust me, and you feel that respect the same? Or are you doing it because you have to? And you yeah. certainly want to get the, the have to part is probably where. Like you said, a lot of people think leadership is because I get the title, I get the position, and therefore I've arrived, and oh, that's just the beginning, right? And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you have to carry yourself, and you are a leader every day, even when you're not a leader. Absolutely. And and, and some people, you know, and, and this is one of the frustrating things about society is, you know, hey, we glorify, you know, pop artists and, and sports mm-hmm. at, and athletes and things like that, and, you know, no matter – I'm not a leader. I'm just a guy playing a game. You are just a guy playing a game and that's awesome. And you're getting paid to do it. And we're all envious of that. But unfortunately our society sees you as a leader, Um, you know? And, and so, you know, there is a point where you kind of do have to be the guy that people think you are, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you can't be fake to yourself, but you know, when you're put in a position of influence like that, at least I believe, you know, you can't, you can't go out there and do stupid stuff. You gotta, you gotta be smarter about who you are. And I, I think, yeah, I think that's, especially in sports. I mean, you know, athletes have to have leadership and, and not just for the kids, but just to, to play with other people. It's the, um, it's the price of admission. I mean, I think the, especially it. the bigger the spotlight, the less personal freedoms you have. And a lot of people are comfortable with that, but that is the reality. Even in the higher you're up at the chain, it's in the bigger the spotlight, the less personal freedom you have. That's what you have to sacrifice. And so, yeah, yep. it is, it is a 24 seven job and it's not, you can't get by with, well, what I, what I do in my personal life is not, it isn't your business. Well, it actually is if you're in a position of influence. So, right. Right. And you can choose a path or a career where you're not going to be that person. I mean, we, we can, we all choose certain things. Now, some people are chosen, so to speak, in some ways, but, you know, for the most part, you know, you're going to become an athlete and you're going to be great. Well, that's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to go into the entertainment business, become an actor. You're going to rise up and people are going to know you, you know now that you will lose you know, certain things and, and be, or if you don't want to lose that, then don't go, don't go for it. Don't push it because, you know, unfortunately paparazzi for entertainment, that is part of our life. I don't like it. I think it's terrible, but you know, it's part of our life. So I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't want to do that because I think that'd be horrible. Who wants to go out, you know, Tom Cruise or anyone else, you know, who wants to go out the door and Taylor Swift have, you know, cars following them around and people with, I mean, that's, that's a, that's horrible. Yeah. 
Let's talk about your Bigger Pockets podcast. I mean, my gosh, you've got one of the top, it is the top real estate um, investing podcast. Am I correct in that? I think we're the top real estate podcast. Yeah. All of real estate. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Two and a half years ago, 131 shows. We do a show a week. Um, we're averaging, we're getting close to 60,000 uh, listens per show. Oh, that's insanity. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it really is crazy. I mean, it's literally my. It's it's two guys, myself and Brandon Turner, and we just talk shop with somebody just like you do. And mm-hmm. and uh, I I think what we do differently, just like everything else, we we try and be different, you know. And 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 um, I our 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 USP is multifaceted, but I think it's one we are who we are. So we're not you know, putting on airs, pretending to be right. these refined guys who, who you know, we're learning every single show. And, and the cool thing is we're learning from shows where we interview somebody who's doing their first deal. You know, we wanted to do a show where we talk to people who the average guy can, can learn from. So you know, take somebody who's listening to this show, for example, who may never have done real estate if I go and I interview a guy who's done billions and billions in real estate, you know, or hundreds of millions, it's, it's kind of hard to relate. Right. It's kind of hard to relate. So we wanted to do a show where they could relate and we could kind of get them to up to speed. So let's, let's interview a guy who just bought their first rental property. Let's get the guy who's done 10, 20, you know, ultimately we've scaled up and interviewed guys who've done a few hundred million in business, but the, you know, we want it, we ask the questions that, that we think that the listener wants to hear the answer to. So you're talking to somebody and they're throwing out, you know, things like NOI and throwing out terms. And, and so we're going to stop them and roll them back and ask them, hey, what, is it, what are you talking about? You know, let's make sure everybody understands that. And so the show appeals to the novice, but also we, we have high level guests. I mean, we've got top business authors and, and other folks who you know can teach people who are more sophisticated how to advance, how to scale, how to grow, and and so it's fun. We joke, we laugh or laugh a lot, and and you know you walk away having learned something. Well, entertainment plus education is is uh, you know a bunch of green check boxes, <laughs> right? Well, I love it too because you know it's it is such a, a popular topic. I mean, you see it everywhere in. in and we all have been up at two o'clock in the morning flipping the channels and been seduced by the kind of get rich quick, you know, create this environment with not even your own money and everything else. And, and I love the fact that that was part of kind of your motivation to kind of find something where it's straight shooting. It's no nonsense understanding. It's not necessarily get rich quick, but man, this is, this is a way towards wealth. And if you're looking at your episodes, I mean, it's everything from flipping to apartment complex investing, you know, again, talking to guys like Jay Papasan, who's been on this show before, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, I just love the concept, the format, and obviously it's resonating. Otherwise you wouldn't see the success that you are. So congratulations for that. And so I'm encouraging all my listeners to go out there to the bigger pockets podcast, find on iTunes and you guys know the drill. I mean, subscribe, rate and review. It helps for the algorithm so that makes sure that uh, you guys are staying front and center. So again, kudos to what you're doing out there. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And Jay's, Jay's a great guy. And any of your listeners who have not yet read The One Thing should go out there and buy it because it's a great book. Yeah. We, we had him on the show and we talked about that book and he was great. He was, it was a fantastic show. 
Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But yeah, yeah. So podcasting is a blast, and you know, I I think I I don't know if you've you've had this, but yeah, we'll we'll walk down the street. I'll be just walking around, and I'll have random people walk up to me like they're my buddy, and it's like, hey, Josh, what's up? I you know, I'm I love the show, and yeah. oh man, so tell me what's going on because they know where you are, right? Because we're ra- these guys that they listen to. So you know, I've I've it, I've had that. It, I the one thing that I was pleasantly surprised i wasn't going into this i didn't think would happen but there was i i honestly think there's no better medium for people to get to know like and trust you in a very rapid fashion yeah because it's not like video and tv i mean it is radio but it is it's radio without the commercials it's it's very intimate people know get to know and like and trust you very quickly and i've i've had people come up to me and say yeah i felt like i know you already well because they do you know because i am who i am on the radio as you are too yeah so yeah it's a great way to connect with people for sure Although there can be some scary people who walk up like they're your best friend. <laughs> and you're right. like, hey, man, I, I don't know you. <laughs> right. Do we don't know just each walk other? into my office door right. like your buddies. Well, yeah. Awesome. Well, what's next for you? What are you excited for next? What's coming around the corner for you guys? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow the community. We want to get you know more people, as many people excited about real estate as possible. We're, we're trying to build the platform out. We're trying to build tools to help people you know, uh, manage the success that they're, they're gaining. And, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to speak out for the industry because, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many people who, uh, you know, when you think of real estate, it's, it's sad. It's actually very sad because a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I'm afraid to tell my family that I'm buying property, not because that they think that they're going to be mooching off them, but because they, uh, there's so much, uh, bad juju with the investing space, you know, landlords are, are slumlords and, and flippers are scumbags and all this stuff in the news never has a positive spin on it. And, and real estate investors are, are rich jerks. And, and it's like, wait a second, stop. You know, that's a small percentage of this world. I mean, your cousin, your brother, you know, your bus driver, the guy behind the cashier at McDonald's, these guys are all picking up properties, investing in real estate, and you don't know about it. Right. So, you know, it's, it's something, a lot of people do it. It's a huge, you know, we, we did a survey with ORC uh, International and a company called Memphis Invest a bunch of years ago. Uh, 28.1 million was the number of uh, active or interested real estate investors uh, when we did the survey. That's a pretty big pool of, of the population here in the U.S. And, and so and that's what's cool. When we interview people, we're like, oh, yeah, I, I'm investing and I got money from the postman because the <laughs> postman had right. money on the side he needed something to do with. Right. You know, we all are trying to find ways to build wealth and you know, putting money in the bank at you know, zero point nothing percent is, is not a great pathway to do that. And, and real estate gives you a lot more control over your money versus say the stock market where, where you really do have a lot less control. Um, and, and so we're just trying to get the word out and let educate people about the industry, uh, build really cool tools and, and keep changing people's lives. Maybe one day I'll go run for office. <laughs> love it. Love it. Are you optimistic about the future of this country? I am optimistic. I'm always optimistic about Good. the future of the country. I'm I'm somewhat fearful in certain things. Um, I, you know, I certainly don't like certain things and, and I know this is not a political show, so we won't go there, but, um, and on, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just see that there's a big pool of the population, uh, at least in my, in my experience in talking to people in my peer group, 
uh, we're kind of lost mm-hmm. uh, politically. There's a big, big, big pool of people, and we are not we are, we are kind of lost between the Democratic and Republican Party. Yeah, and it's a a social, fiscally you know, conservative, socially more liberal uh, group of the population that. Um, I think at some point in the coming decade or decades will form its own political group in some way, shape, or form because um, uh, I, I, everybody that I kind of find myself in a, in a group with uh, finds himself in this uh, in this path. I mean, I know a lot of people that are pure, you know, very, very left-wing Democrats, and I know very right-wing Republicans, and I'm friends with them. But, you know, the people that I'm close with, they feel kind of lost. And, and yeah. so it's because everything's become a distinction without a difference. And and I think that that that's what we're frustrated. I, I get it. I mean, you're right. It's I think party I think, before country, I think, is a yep. lot of what we mm-hmm. see. And, and, you know, I think to, to leadership, um, what scares me is that's the case. You know, we, we, we should be putting the country before everything else, Agreed. you know, in terms of, and, and, you know, personally, we should be putting our families first, you know, work-wise, you, 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 you owe your loyalties to your company, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, family, country, I mean, I think that's, you know, if we, if we kind of live our lives that way, the picture looks real different. Yeah. I love that you said that. Well, guys, it's been such a pleasure to sit and get to know you. I look forward to, to staying in touch with you. It kind of as a, as a fun last question, I'm, and it kind of goes back to kind of the same vein of like who do you like to hang around with, but even a little deeper. I mean, if you had a, an ultimate night where you could have the ultimate dinner party, invite five people, live or dead, and surround yourself, just have this most kick butt night that you just is unimaginable. Great conversation, entertainment. Who would those five people be? Ooh, um, man. Alive or dead, I would probably, without putting too much thought, I'm going to just go with, I probably want to talk to Gandhi for mm. sure. That that guy would blow my mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, um, I think uh, Edison would be an interesting mm. and Einstein. Uh, I, I think those guys are fascinating. Um, uh, uh, Musk. Um, Elon uh, Musk, yeah. Would be, you know, Hawking would be, would be. Stephen Hawking, yeah. I love the science. I love the, you know, thinking about that stuff. Uh, you know, I probably pull presidents and I, you know, I don't know, politics and science. I'm, I'm kind of nerdy on both of those. So <laughs> I love it. Well, man, that's a great answer. And I'd love, like I said, I always say this when people, you know, most of the time when people give a list, I'd love to serve hors d'oeuvres at that party or be a fly in the wall because they're usually pretty fascinating. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, those would be good. Yeah. Well, gosh, man, what a pleasure to meet you. This has been a fun conversation for me. Like I said, I'd love to stay in touch with you and and uh, and again encourage my listeners to check out the Bigger Pockets podcast. Everything that Joshua is doing, I'll have links to everything on the post. And like I said, I'm sure Josh, anything specific where people can reach out to you and, and connect with your community. I'd say before they do that, they need to go on iTunes and find your show and <laughs> leave you ratings and reviews and subscribe to it. Be, be- as you said before, I mean, that's the way to grow it. And, and you're doing great things and interviewing fantastic, fascinating people. So, you know, you guys definitely, uh, get, get Richard's back here and, and help him out. But, uh, yeah, for me, uh, you yeah, know, bigger pockets, uh, is, is the community jump on the site. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm just Twitter uh, slash J R Dorkin D O R K I N. Um, 
typically I don't really connect with people I don't know on other networks. I, I try to keep other networks for different purposes, but Twitter is a great place and I'm, I've spent a lot of time there. I love chatting. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, link up, reach out, you know, check us out and, and, and get out there and be a leader and do something cool to try and change the world. I, I think, you know, we, we have so many opportunities and if, if we don't seize upon it, we're, we're missing, we're missing out. And personally we're, we're leaving something behind. So do it. Awesome. Joshua, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Richard. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com. <laughs>